It is time to examine the Bible and use your power of reason. This is a public announcement relating to COVID-19. Be kind. Wear a protective mask that covers your nose and your mouth. Remember to wash your hands frequently. Also, keep a safe distance between yourself and others of at least six feet. Remember that in order to prevent spreading of this virus, COVID-19, we must take action. Be kind, care for others, care for yourself, wear a face covering, protecting yourself, protecting others, wash your hands frequently and keep a safe distance. This podcast has been reproduced from a Periscope broadcast. Hello, so my name is Judith. And today I will be considering um, the next messages to the congregations in La Odisea in Philadelphia. And so this will be, of course, uh, from the book of Revelation. And um, <clears throat> so I want to uh, start by saying that uh, we Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses uh, have um, been able to uh, bring our, our, our activities to more, even more, because we are already, uh, we already have a website, jw.org, and so uh, we bring um, this um, message from the Bible, which is what we do. And so I wanted to start before I begin with the book of Revelation, I wanted to start uh, with uh, clarifying something that might be a misconception. So um, we Jehovah Witnesses do not, uh, do not collect on the tithe or tithing as, uh, as some do and the reason for that is because um, the way that is encouraged in the Bible is that we give from our heart and we give from what we have and um, we are all encouraged to to have secular work in order to support ourselves 
And so this is following the guidance from Jesus Christ, who when he sent his disciples into the preaching work, he sent them by tools and he gave them instructions not to carry a, a bag uh, to put their money in as, uh, as, as people may give them things. Uh, he said, give free because you have received free. So we know that um, when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to the Bible's message, when it comes to the preaching and teaching word that relates to the ministry, uh, following in Jesus Christ's footsteps, uh, we give that for free. We do that for free. So Jehovah Witnesses have expended themselves physically. We, uh, every year, uh, make the effort to buy out the time from what we have. And so, uh, because it is also a command from Jesus, but also because it is a life or death situation. In the Bible, it is said, God said, and I am going to read it from the Good News Bible, right? In, um, in the Bible, in the book of Ezekiel, God had mentioned to Ezekiel to go and to give the message to the message from God to his people. But then uh, it was the the Israelites, the Hebrews, right? So that commandment was uh, terminated by God due to uh, the lack of obedience from the Hebrews. So therefore, now people of all the nations will come in and worship this one true God. And um, according to Jeremiah, he will give them a new way of doing things. And of course, this was through Jesus Christ. This is what Jesus Christ did. So in the book of Ezekiel, um, he said this. Right, and, and, and we base ourselves on principles because um, the messages that were given before, the messages that are in the Bible apply to us today, apply to every human living, right? So it is, imagine you in your household or you at work, uh, your boss give you give or says, out to an employee or or an employee tells you that your boss said to do things this and this and this way will you say well that doesn't apply to me because um that message was given to you not to me directly will, will you conclude that no of course not you will say well you know what let me find out more about this so i can make sure that i can do this the way my boss wanted it's the same in the family situation Right when one of your parents tell you that you need to do something this and this way, um, you know that your siblings will want to make sure that they know how they want it to be done because it applies to to all who are sons and daughters in that family. So the same principle applies when God speaks. Right. So in the book of Ezekiel chapter 3, this is what he says. 
if I announce, and this is God saying, this is Jehovah God saying this to Ezekiel, his prophet, to pass on this message to the nation of Israel. But then again, uh, if one wanted to worship Jehovah God, one had to abide by the laws and regulations and guidance that the Hebrews were receiving. So we as Jehovah's Witnesses do that. And so this is what I what it says in, in the Bible, in Ezekiel chapter 3, it says, if I announce that an evil man is going to die, but you do not warn him to change his ways so that he can save his life, he will die, still a sinner. But I will hold you responsible for his death. So what is God saying here? God is telling Ezekiel that he must warn someone that God has said, well, this is evil, this is wicked, this is bad, this is against what Jehovah requires, right? And so Ezekiel decides, well, I am not going to do it. Then God says, well, the man will die because of his evil ways, because he did not change. He did not turn around. He did not repent. He did not look, seek uh, to do what God requires. So uh, he will die because of his sins. But, but because that man who have changed, given the opportunity, having heard the message, we don't know. And God doesn't know either because God is not, um, he has given us free will. And even though Jehovah God has the power to be uh, looking at everyone in every minute detail, he doesn't. He gives us the opportunity for us to uh, demonstrate that we want to obey him because we want to obey him from the heart, right? So then that person who did not warn, who did not give out the message from God to others will also die for the other man's death or for the other human's death. He says, but I will hold you responsible for his death. If you do If you do warn an evil man and he doesn't stop sinning, he will die, still a sinner, but your life will be spared. So if we give out the message unto others, and the message is not from self, the message is not a personal message that I'm given from my own opinions and my own thinking and my own idea. No, the message that is being given is from God, from Jehovah God, from the Bible, whichever Bible, whichever translation of the Bible that it is, right? Of course, um, in this Bible, the good news, uh, they have omitted Jehovah's name from his own book because of they want to follow um, tradition of men. So who believe that God's name shouldn't be pronounced, but that is not what God commanded to do. So it continues on Ezekiel 3, 20. 
if a truly good man starts doing evil, right? This is in the case, the man is good, but then he starts doing evil. And I put him in a dangerous situation. He will die if you do not warn him. He will die because of his sins. I will not remember the good he did. And I will hold you responsible for his death. So this is another thing. Save, always save is not what the Bible says. It says here that if a man is doing good, but then he turns to doing evil, the good that he did, because he did not repent, he did not at the end do what is good, he his good, whatever deeds he did of goodness will not be remembered. So always say it's not the teaching that the Bible teaches. And um, that man also, or that woman, whatever, whoever the human, Uh, the Bible refers to man as to generalize um, or as to say mankind. So man representing uh, everyone, right? So, or mankind, because men take the lead. That is the reason. Not because of gender, nothing has to do with gender. It has to do with taking the lead, with responsibility. So then he continues on 21. He says, if you do warn a good man not to sin and he listens to you and doesn't sin he will stay alive and your life will also be spared right so my life is a state also if i do not fulfill my responsibility as one of jesus christ followers I cannot say that I am a follower of the Christ, that I am a Christian, Christian being uh, of the Christ, or saying that I represent the Christ, or that I obey the Christ, if I am not fulfilling what it is required of me, individually, right? So this requirement is for each individual, individual, And so Jehovah Witnesses, we are, are taking the principle from whatever it says here. Yes, the message was given by the prophet of uh, Ezekiel. It was given directly to the nation of Israel. But it applies to me. If I say that I am one of uh, God's servants, God's, um, under God's subjection right when someone is under someone's subjection they become obedient so i wanted to bring that out because uh people some people are under the impression that jehovah witnesses we don't work and we just rely on the preaching word just as other uh, religions may do but we don't each jehovah witness depending on um on on where they live in on the earth, uh, whatever um, it is that uh, they do for work, right? That, all of that, where we live, what car we drive, how much money we're going to make secularly, from secular work, from if we're going to go to college or if not, if we are going to learn a skill or not, all of it are our own preferences so we don't 
we don't question anyone in regards to, hey, you know, should I buy this bigger house or this smaller house? Uh, should I live in this area or should I live in that area? You know, or, or should I should I work for this? Should I work for that? No, the counsel is given to us in regards to what the Bible says, in regards to the preaching work, in regards to Jesus Christ. We know Jesus Christ's life, um, he worked. He worked as a, car, as a carpenter along with his father, Joseph. They had a business. So the Bible doesn't say, well, you know, um, you stipulating uh, line by line everything that we should do as humans. No, we have free will for the reason that we have the free freedom to choose. And so when it comes to our personal lives, we most all keep in mind, me personally, I have to keep in mind that uh, what the scriptures say in regards to putting the kingdom first, putting spiritual matters first. So if I am going to do a job, secular work, because spiritual matters are not sec are not work that we make money out of. If you want to contribute to the organization of Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, you, you may do so. But whatever you contribute, it is going to be used in order for the Bible educational work to be brought to, to distant lands. And at the moment, uh, Jehovah Witnesses have been utilizing their donations to, to aid others, to bring out the good news of what the Bible says, to bring out explanations from the Bible to others. And so that is what they, J.W. Lucible, to do the preaching work. If I don't do it, um, God is going to ask from me and no one else in regards to my responsibility in regards to the preaching work. So I have to seek out the way for me to do it, the way for me to continue to be obedient to Jesus Christ, my King, the one who I am under subjection of, the one, um, the Bible is my my principal highest education is what uh, what I guide myself, my conscience with. And so therefore I speak. So that I wanted to explain in regards to Jehovah Witnesses and the work that we do. When we go out from door to door, fulfilling uh, what the prophecy says that we shall do in regards to those who are disciples of the Christ, which we consider to be disciples of the Christ, followers of the Christ. Then uh, we go from door to door before the pandemic. We used to do that, go from door to door, and we had to give out from our time, take out from our time in order to do that. No one receives money from it. No Jehovah Witnesses receive money for doing the ministry that Jesus Christ did for free. So, um, when it comes to donations, we don't do any um, any fights, any fighting. We do not ask people to give 10% of what they are making. 
No, we don't. We give donations to JW.org to advance the good news of the Bible. We Jehovah Witnesses do that from what we earn and we do it if we can, if we are able to. If we are not able to uh, the donation, then we can uh, do uh, it secularly. We do, um, not secularly, but we monetarily, we cannot give out money out as a donation, then we give out our time. Uh, we give out our time in, um, <clears throat> we give out our time when uh, we, for example, work in the cleaning, cleaning of uh, the kingdom hall, uh, making the kingdom hall, uh, bringing the good news, preaching and teaching of the good news. So that is what we do in regards to that. Other than that, everyone, uh, Jehovah Witnesses, we do have jobs, secular jobs. We have careers. Some may be lawyers. Some may be doctors. Some may be <clears throat> in construction, in any anything that relates to construction. It might be electrical work. It might be plumbing. Uh, it might be building. And so we contribute. We contribute our time and our knowledge and our skill also, besides contributing monetarily from our earning. But there is no no requirement as to if we should donate or not, or how much, or when. And so that is that, is that in regards to the message, in regards to, um, right? And um, and as citizens of whatever city that we are or whatever country that we are, we pay our taxes. We don't look out for ways to <clears throat> to make the situation better for us or committing fraud. We don't do that because um, otherwise we wouldn't be. We we will be hypocrites then if we will be doing that. So when it comes to uh, paying uh, uh, our taxes or paying, as Jesus said, paying Caesar, what belongs to Caesar and paying to God the things to, that belong to God, which meant Caesar meant the government back then in Jesus Christ's time. And so Jesus Christ well, was well aware that uh, as citizens, people had responsibilities. And so we also do. And so Jehovah Witnesses, um, we do our work and um, we work secularly. We don't uh, try to steal from anyone. We don't steal from our employers. We don't steal from from the government through our, our maybe not paying taxes or not being truly uh, honest in regards to paying taxes, we don't do that. We are well aware that we are representing God. So we can do both. We can be trying to, 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 to have uh, personal gains and then also say that we 
represent God and that we are followers of the Christ. The apostles in the in, in the past, they also were. And, um, and now in the present time, Jehovah Witnesses as a group, wherever we are, whatever country we are, um, we work secularly. So that is the same thing that I do, right? I work secularly. I have worked as an employee of others. I have worked as a, uh, a business owner. And now in the pandemic time, as everyone is trying to do something about their situation, we are even uh, in, in a more difficult situation and everyone is in that situation when it comes to to um, their financial gains and how they are going to pay their bills. We all have bills to pay, right? But, um, but we Jehovah Witnesses, as I say, we um, are honest in all things as we want to be obeyed. I used to be a medical biller and medical billers have to have uh, the training and knowledge that the uh, doctors have, that nurses have in order for us to have uh, a chart, a patient chart and know what is being billed to the insurance company. So uh, billers and coders, medical coders, have a, uh, a very uh, big responsibility. Most know also what the doctors know, what the nurses know, in order, knowing also the, um, the process of disease, in order for us to correctly code someone's charge. So now I am, uh, doing behavior consulting and education that have nothing to do with spiritual matters or the preaching work. I also do autism awareness and I am doing that as my own self, as my own individual, as an individual. And I do ask for donation to myself, to my own name. I do not have a uh, foundation uh, I do not have a foundation, right? I have written an article where I explain that. Also, it have nothing to do with Jehovah Witnesses or Jehovah Witnesses organization. This is in regards to my work. Autism awareness is something that I am doing because of my own personal situation with Frank, who is the individual that is related to me and, um, and that I know personally. And so that has nothing to do with uh, Jehovah Witnesses organization or the preaching work. That is secular work. So autism awareness that I am doing under uh, Socially Well on Twitter, under 
social well-being on Facebook or Twitter. And my work that I, I want and I am doing and I am advertising for, I do not have any clients yet. And when I do, and if I do, at the end of the year, I will be reporting whatever earnings I have earned as all Jehovah Witnesses do, who are under contract, who work for themselves, who are self-employed, who um, who are salaried, who are employees, or whatever we do for secular work in exchange of money, we report that, including, that includes uh, my, my work for social well-being in regards to Uh, autism awareness and in regards to what I know from my own personal experience and my own case I am not speaking about anyone else even though whatever I am saying it is it is being observed in other um, individuals with autism so I am not speaking something that I don't know I don't speak anything in regards to me just uh, coming out in 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 blabbing things that I don't know. Whatever I know, I have research. I have evidence for. And it is evidently being seen and observed as I have told it. So that is my secular work. And I ask for donations for my own self in uh, relation to the work that I am doing because it is work. Today is not. Today is my uh and, and that is why i have made a separation for it today is me speaking about spiritual matters that's what today is about and so this is the time that i have reserved for that and tomorrow friday which i will be speaking on a different subject because i have um separated two days in order for me to do that and so um that is what i am doing in regards to that but in regards to Um, social well-being and autism awareness that is my initiative that is under Judith Mendoza there is no company there is no business I am self-employed and just like if I was self-employed or contracted as a or employed as a, a, a server at a restaurant being a waiter a waitress receiving tips, I will also uh, be reporting those as I have done in the past when I worked as a waitress and uh, as in, in, in the hospitality service because I am one of Jehovah's Witnesses. So I am honest in all things. And, and so um, it is just the same thing that I am doing now for, if it, for whoever is confused I am working under Judith Mendoza. What I speak is in uh, in regards to my secular work is based on my opinion, based on what I know, based on my experience, based on uh, my observations, based on my research. It is not the paper when you go to a university that makes you know, that makes you an expert. You can be Uh, graduated in in whatever field it, from whatever university and just have a certificate of graduation in 
maybe not be able to process that information in order for you to work for whatever you graduated at. Okay, so that is what I wanted to mention in regards to that. And um, so then I wanted to now the with the explanation in regards to the message that is given to John, right? So John was one of the apostles of the Christ. And John was in the island of Patmos when he received the message from Jesus Christ. And according to what he says in Revelation, and I'm going to um, look into the book of Revelation, chapter 1. So, Revelation. Chapter 1. Test it. One, one. It says, "This book is the record of event of the events that Jesus Christ revealed. God gave him this revelation in order to show to his servant or to his followers what must happen very soon. Christ." made these things known to his servant John or to his follower John by sending his angel to him and John has told all that he has seen. This is the report concerning the message from God and the truth revealed by Jesus Christ. Right? So God is giving have given this revelation to, to Christ. So Jehovah God gives this revelation to the Christ and the Christ give, pass it on to an angel and that angel uh, reaches John with the message. Right? And so in the beginning he um, tells them the way that or, or Jesus Christ reminds them of the power that he has. And one of these um, showed a vision that John saw with a, um, a sword, a two-edged sword that protruded from Jesus Christ's mouth, right? So Jesus Christ becomes the judge, a priest, and king over humans. So he will be doing the judging of the nation. That includes you and me, all of us. And so the revelation of um, the book of Revelation takes us all the way even to the end of the 1000 year reign of Jesus Christ. The Bible contains symbolic messages in the book of Revelation, just as any other book in the book in in the Bible books, uh, but the Book of Revelation is purely 
uh, symbolic. It's not to be taken literally. So it has symbols, it has signs, it has visions, and they have meaning. The symbolic usage that it contains should not be um, taken literally, right? So uh, then, now, um, this can be, uh, say, as if you, uh, if you know what uh, augmentative alternative communication is, which is through devices, through using symbols, through using signs, through using um, pictures. Uh, the, well, it is in the same way that uh, God communicates. So whatever whatever language is being used is for our own understanding. In the Bible, there are numbers that have uh, meaning also that are symbolic. So number two, number three, number four, number six, number seven, number 10, number 12, and 24 are symbolic numbers in the Bible. In uh, for example, maybe you have seen the number 666 together, three. So three and six together. Well, the number six signifies imperfection or something not normal. So, um, and it can even represent something monstrous. So it's something abnormal, something monstrous, something imperfection. Now, number three denotes emphasis. So if you put 666, then the imperfection is emphasized. Or is something uh, that um, indicates intensity. So 666 refers to the imperfection of on the earth of humans. So humans in general, that is why it's emphasized uh, with three. So I like to explain that number because uh, uh, maybe uh, some have um, the wrong understanding in regards to what that number means, right? And, um, <clears throat> and another thing that we should, um, because we want to use our power of reasoning. And so another thing that we want to know and understand is that um, angelic creatures, Jesus Christ, and God are spiritual beings. They are spiritual persons. So if you think about that, then also know that Satan, Satan, which means opposer. That's what Satan, that's the name Satan means. That's the word Satan means, means opposer. So it's not a name for that spirit creature. So um, he does not have horns and a tail as people draw it and, 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 and being ugly. Right, so maybe they capture it like that because of uh, of the badness that he represents. But in reality, he's not. It's just as uh, as as we humans, you can have uh, a human. Sometimes they are uh, even attractive, 
but they are doing something that is bad. They're doing badness, right? So what we see that is bad in that person is the badness that the person is doing. Even though the person may be good looking on the outside, physically, that person is ugly because of whatever badness he is doing, right? So we know that the messages that um, Jesus Christ had been given, uh, he, in, he has said to be in the middle of seven lampstands. We know that lampstands um, emanate light. And so that's what the congregations represent. They represent the light that God reflects through the knowledge that we can receive from the Bible. And so um, those in those congregations that Jesus Christ mentioned, those seven congregations and seven, the number seven um, means, signifies divinely determined completeness. So, when he mentions those seven congregations, it's not just mentioning those seven congregations, but it's mentioning all those congregations, even up to our time, that are said to be followers of the Christ. So if you are saying that you are a follower of the Christ, then of course that message will apply to you. It will apply to me, who is also saying that I am a follower of the Christ. Right? So the messages start with commendation. In uh, Jesus Christ, commend them for the work. But he also give, he also tells them that he is, that Jesus Christ is taking the lead in the spiritual matters. And that he knows what everyone is doing in the congregation, right? So Jesus Christ is taking the lead in leading the congregations, giving us the instruction that we need, giving us through God's power or Holy Spirit, the understanding that we need. And as we read the Bible, that is what we get. So, um now i am going to speak to about in regards to the message that god meant that jesus christ or that well, the message come from god to jesus christ then it's passed on to the angel and the angel give these messages to john but there are in certain occasions where god speaks himself there are three times in the book of Revelation that God speaks himself. One of them is when he mentions that he is the Alpha and the Omega, which are um, which are the I'm sorry, which are the um, the first letter of the alphabet, the Greek alphabet, and the last letter. In that he mentions that in regards to uh, no one is above God or equal to him, that there's no one like him. So when it comes to the congregation in Philadelphia, uh, he mentions there, right? And I am going to read from the 
Good News Bible, and this starts from Revelation 3.7. So, Revelation 3.7. And if you have your Bible, I encourage you to, to look up in your Bible so that you can see the message for yourself, right? We are we should all be encouraging to do to do this. In this Bible, everything um, is in red because they have separated what Jesus when Jesus speaks. Even though the whole the whole message is from God through Jesus through the angel given to John, and then John writes to the congregations and that is why we have these letters because these letters were given uh to the the different congregations that jesus christ said to write to which represent all the existing congregations claiming to be followers of the christ so the message to philadelphia right philadelphia and laodicea is the last one i have put it reverse i will fix it and so on 3-7, it begins, and it says, Okay, the message to Philadelphia, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? Okay, so the word church is used here. The word church means congregation or a congregation of people. That's what the word church means. So I use congregation. Now, this is the message from the one who is holy and true. He has the key that belonged to David, which is the reason why Jesus Christ is king over humans, right? Because we have to discern Jesus Christ's life was put in, in the womb of the Virgin Mary. She had had no sexual intercourse, no sexual relations with Joseph yet, right? So they were um, engaged and they were considered to be husband and wife already, but Joseph had not taken Mary yet to his house. So when he did that, the moment that Joseph decided to take Mary to his house, that will be the moment that Mary will be considered his wife. That's the way that it was done back then. And they did not have sexual relations until that happened. So even though they, they were engaged, they had not sexual relations yet, right? So she was a virgin. That's why it's referred to as Virgin Mary, but she didn't remain a virgin. She had other children other than Jesus. And besides that, when think about it, right? We want to reason from the scriptures. Besides that, at the moment that Jesus Christ was born, she was no longer a virgin in regards to her physical body because he came out through the vagina, right? Through the canal. So she was no longer a virgin. And then in the physical form, 
she had, had no sexual relations with her husband yet, but she did have sexual relations later on and had more children. So the referendum to her in regards to being a virgin is unscriptural. They have no basis. And so then, yeah. So the kingdom that came through David, Jesus Christ has possession of. And that kingdom ruled over humans. So therefore, Jesus Christ is ruler over humans, but from heaven. Now it says, and when he opens a door, this is in Revelation 3.7, it says, when he opens a door, no one can close it. And when he closes it, no one can open it. So it continues on We know that Jesus Christ is is the truth, right? Because he fulfills the prophecies in the Bible. He's the way because he is the only means that we have that God has provided for salvation, right? And so um, it continues on Revelation 3.8 and he says, I know what you do to the congregation of Philadelphia. I know that you have a little power. You have followed my teaching and have been faithful to me. I have opened a door in front of you, which no one can close. Continues on 10 and 11, he says, and this is to the congregation of Philadelphia. He says, because you have kept my command to endure, I will also keep you safe to endure i will also keep you safe from the time of trouble which is coming upon the world to test all the people on earth right so there it mentions all the people on earth i am coming soon keep safe that you have keep safe what you have so that no one will rob you out of your victory fright and this is in regards to spiritual matters not material thing. I will make him who is victorious a pillar in the temple of my God. And there he mentions my God. Jesus Christ is mentioning his God being Jehovah God also. So he says, and he will never leave it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which will come down out of heaven from my God, right? So um, this city and this temple is no longer something physical that people can see, but he says that this new Jerusalem, which come down out of heaven. So now, um, everything that is taken in is having a symbolic representation from earth from earthly things that they know about 
as we know, the um, Jerusalem was the place where everyone should go to worship. And he says, which will come down out of heaven from my God. I will also write on him my new name. If you have ears, then listen to what the Spirit said to the churches or congregation. Right? So, um, again, he begins there with the commendation to the um, to this congregation. And um, he mentions in regards to the key of David. Well, Jesus, Jesus Christ has the key of David. And using it, he opens so that no one will shut and no and shut so that no one opens. So what is this key of David that is mentioned? Well, it was with King David of Israel that Jehovah made a covenant, right? For an everlasting kingdom. This kingdom that is happening at the moment through Jesus Christ, who was at one point a human being, who was anointed as a king so david's house ruled from jehovah's throne in jerusalem from 1070 to 607 bce but then god's judgment was executed upon that kingdom because it turned to wickedness or to doing bad thus jehovah began uh to kill chapter 21 verse 27 he said that a ruin a ruin a ruin three times Um, I shall make it earthly Jerusalem. As for this, also the scepter of kingship in David's line will certainly become no one until he comes who has the legal right and must give it to him. Right? So Jehovah God deals with us in terms of uh, legal terms. in uh with when it when it relates to judgment it relates to um legal legal um matters as we know them so legal matters come from jehovah god they don't come from human we were created we were created with um our inner knowledge our sense of justice but that is because that is uh we have the potential to reflect jehovah's judgment or not jehovah's judgment but jehovah's justice right because we cannot pass on judgment on others but um he's just so when in 29 ce jesus was to acquire that kingdom and he could qualify because he had obediently uh, followed Jesus um, uh, Jehovah's uh, commands fulfill prophecy fulfill the law fulfill the Ten Commandments and so He showed exemplary zeal in the preaching of the good news of the kingdom. The kingdom that he will inherit. And 
Jesus humbled himself even to death, thus proving himself fully qualified to inherit the Davidic kingship. Right? So he qualified. Now, um, when he comes and he says, uh, because you kept the word about my endurance, I will keep you from the hour of test, which is to come upon the whole inhabited earth to put a test upon those dwelling on the earth. I am coming quickly, keep on holding fast what you have that no one may take your crown. And that is in Revelation um, chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. It says that in regards to the Christians in John's day. Jesus was coming. Uh, Jesus was coming uh, to give them the power to keep on preaching and teaching because that is what he had commanded them. And that is the scriptures according to 2 Timothy 4.2. So the crown or prize of their work, of our work, right? So we don't we don't get money, uh, monetarily money, secular, uh, or or from our preaching work and teaching work. But God does tell us that we will get a prize, which is everlasting life, for our work, for our endurance. Jesus Christ is now. On um, chapter 3 of Revelation 3, 12 and 13 through 13, he says, and this um, ends the message. Well, I did read it, right? So he says, um, he ends the message with, with let the one who has an ear hear what the spirit says to the congregation all right he he, he keeps telling them to um to endure and obviously they were doing very good because um he did not call to to, to them and tell them that you know i know your deeds so the angel of the church or congregation in laodicea right this is the message from amen, amen means let it be or that you agree with what has been said that is why when uh when you do a prayer and then at the end you say amen you, either for whatever you just said in that prayer or whatever was said in the group that someone was leading that prayer and you heard what that petition was and you agree with it then you say amen if you don't agree with it then you don't say amen right and so it says this is the message from the amen which is jesus christ the faithful and true witness who is also called a faithful and true witness of jehovah god 
who is the faithful and true witness who is the origin of all that God has created. I know what you have done. I know that you are neither cold nor hot. How I wish you were either one or the other. But because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am going to spit you out of my mouth. So this is a strong message for the congregation of Laodicea. It continues on 17, it says, you say, I am rich and well off. So apparently their richness, wealthiness in regards to spiritual matters, right? Buy also white clothing to dress yourself and cover up your shameful nakedness. Buy also some ointment to put on your eye. So we know that a white garment represents purity. Apparently they were not. In oil, it was used um, it was used for, for different things, right? But it was used also for those who were sick. So it apparently is referring to being sick uh, spiritually. And so that it says, continues, Buy also some ointment to put on your eyes so that you may see. I see spiritual things, right? Because the only thing, they were short-sighted in regards to spiritual matters. It says, I rebuke you. I rebuke and punish all whom I love. Be in earnest. Be in earnest then and turn from your sins. Listen, I stand at the door and opens the door. I will come into his house and eat with him and he will eat with me. To those who win the victory, I will give the right to sit beside me on my throne, just as I have been victorious and now sit by my father on his throne. If you have ears, then listen to what the spirit says to the church or the congregation, right? So again, they are being um, told that um, that they should repent. Basically, that is um, that is the message uh, for them. And so, how will you respond if Jesus Christ was telling you that? Was telling me that? Well, I will be very concerned right um will you not have awakened from whatever was going on if jesus christ was telling you this i will hope so so jesus whom they as christians should have imitated right because they were supposed to be following the christ just as whoever now claims to be following the christ and always displaying that zeal for uh, Jehovah, who is giving this message, because remember, it's Jesus Christ who's giving the message, but Jehovah has given him the message. So, um, the Christians in La Odisea are neither hot nor cold. 
So it's like they have sense, their sense of spirituality. And like the waters that flow down into the city, that they have become tepid or lukewarm, you know, when the sun hits and the water is flowing. And so they have become lukewarm and they are liable to be completely rejected by Jesus vomited out of his mouth so they were claiming to be rich and most likely they were they had most likely uh, material possessions they had money they had businesses that were producing whatever and there is nothing wrong with that we know Jesus Christ had a business uh, with his father Joseph but they put spiritual matters first. They make sure that they went to the temple, they went and did whatever necessary um, that they had to do because Jesus Christ was under the law, under the Jewish uh, religion until when um, later on, when um, he, he fulfilled the law and he started applying um, or those who follow him became Christian. And so we're no longer under the Jewish requirement because Jesus Christ has fulfilled that. So whoever follows Jesus Christ is now a follower of the Christ and being under his submission. And so the problem, the root with Laodiceans, right? Or those in Laodicea in that church, it was that if you look in history, you will find that that area was inhabited by people who had money. There were wealthy people in there, right? So they were living in this wealthy city, feeling confident because of their wealthiness, their riches. And sometimes we can feel like that when it comes to money. We can feel secure that nothing, nothing can happen to us because we have money and we can do whatever. We can, we can make this happen because we have money. And so likely in regards to Laodiceans, their way of life had been affected by the stadium, the theaters, the gymnasium, so that they have become lovers also of pleasures rather than lovers of God. So that was going on. And we know also that they had the, the school, Alexandria, and, and, and other schools that were there that were regarded as ties to God's kingdom, which we know that uh, that is the example that Jesus Christ put before us. And so they are really in darkness, blind, with no spiritual vision. And moreover, in spite of fine garments that they're much Yes, they were elegantly dressed, but it was not a representation of, of, of who they should have been. So in spite of their fine garments that their material wealth could buy, in Jesus' eyes, 
they were as naked. Right? So they had no spiritual garment to identify them as Christians. So that is a terrible condition to be in. And then what was happening? What what kind of mentality they had? Well, they had make themselves believe that because of their wealthy, their wealthiness, their material thing, they could become self-confident. And of course they were deceiving themselves. And so we also have to make sure that we are not deceiving ourselves, right? That we are not thinking that because we may say, well, you know, I am I am wealthy. Well, God is blessing me. But in reality, we don't have any any physical works that say, well, I am a Christian. I am a follower of the Christ. In here, um, it's, it's telling us that we can deceive ourselves thinking this way, right? We have to remember that we have free will and that some are good at business, business doing business. And so they are doing, uh, they're doing pretty good with whatever they are selling and whatever they are doing. And so they have money because of that and they multiply their businesses. Okay, that is fine. In Jehovah's organization, we have people who, who are wealthy, who are, uh, millionaires but that is because of the work that they are doing secularly that is their personal life in regards to their spiritual garments as it happened in the Odyssea they have to also put forth efforts in regards to be doing what the Christ is also require, requiring of them because we cannot buy out Jesus Christ. We cannot buy out <laughs> with money God. God who everything belongs to him. The gold and the silver and everything that we know as materials exist because God put it there. We just have found it, but it belongs to God. So we should not be deceiving ourselves. And so, um, despite repeating repeated warnings uh, from the uh, from from those who are taking the lead, right? Um, some concentrate in uh, in in the pleasures of self and the things that we can get and losing our spiritual perception so we we want to take in the counsel that is given to Laodicea and so he also tell them to buy 
to to apply for themselves the 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 eye product so that they can uh, be healed. So they should seek a cure, right? It says um, to buy eye salve to rub in your eyes that you may see. So they were spiritually blind, right? And so they should seek a cure for their spiritual blindness. They are com commanded to do something about their spiritual condition. So remaining in the spiritual condition that they were, that Jesus Christ is wanting to vomit them, um, they had to do something about it in order to fix that situation. And so they should seek a cure for the spiritual blindness by purchasing the curative eye salve, not that of the local healers, of course, but of the kind that only Jesus can provide. This will help them to get spiritual discernment, helping them to walk in the path of righteousness with their beaming eyes focused on God's will or on doing God's will, which uh, we know that the will of God is that no one, no one gets destroyed. Right? That is what God wants. So that is the preaching work serves that. The preaching and teaching work in the spiritual sense, um, as it is mentioned in Ezekiel chapter 3, uh, verses 17 to 21 or 22, that mentions that uh, through giving the message, someone can or uh, will have the opportunity to change. But if we don't give out that message, then uh, how that person will have the opportunity. So uh, we have that responsibility and, and that applies forever and ever because it is God who have said it. This, is, this doesn't come from human. It comes from God through Jesus, through the angel to John. And from John to the congregation, the seven congregations representing all congregations until our time and even forever. Because this information will always apply. God doesn't change. So, so then, um, we are admonished to keep on seeking first the kingdom, to maintain a spiritual discernment, to become spiritual alive, spiritually alive. And we know that the past messages to the other congregations is speaking about the things that related to Satan that we also should be avoiding and not be participants of. And so you, if you read the chapters, right, there's no human man that is um, qualified to represent us. That is the reason why Jehovah said in that God used in order for um, this to be written because God himself who have write it. We know that the Ten Commandments 
were written on stone by God's finger, by God's hand. So there's no problem with God no, knowing languages, knowing the languages of the Hebrew back then and also writing. Obviously, that is not a problem for him. But the message from the Bible is not for his salvation, it's for ours. We got ourselves into this situation. It wasn't God's fault. So Adam and Eve chose to side with Satan, with that resistor, with that opposer. And so we have the opportunity to come out from that defaulted state that we are generally born in. We are born without knowledge. We are born without without any spirituality. We must acquire it. Spirituality is acquired through knowledge, but through knowledge of accurate knowledge based on what the Bible says. If you are not reading from the Bible, if you're hearing from whoever else and you're not looking in the Bible yourself, then you don't know that person may be uh, trying to instill in you their own personal feelings, their own personal thinking. The only way for us to know and to reason is if we are looking into the Bible. That's what those in the past have done, even before for, uh, to be criminals and to base our personal decisions on, right? And to make use of our free will. But then, then there are laws that uh, apply and that they should be followed exactly as how it's stated, right? And for example, for us Jehovah Witnesses in the Bible, it mentions in, um, in Matthew, one of the last um, commandments, that um, Jesus Christ gave to his disciples. And we find that at Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And he says this, I have given, and this is Jesus Christ speaking to his disciples. He says, I have given, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Go to all peoples everywhere and make them my disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is God's power, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And I will be with you always to the end of the age or the end of the time. So this preaching work will continue, should continue until the end. Then from then on, the preaching work will continue. After Armageddon, the preaching work will continue because there will be those who will be resurrected and who have died, who died and who did not get baptized in the form that is required uh, for the followers of Jesus Christ. Not as babies, right? Because baptism has a responsibility after it. So baptizing babies, I don't know where that comes from, but that is unscriptural. Jesus Christ was 30 years old when he got baptized. And there, after that, all the disciples who got baptized before and after, everyone had to be baptized in the name of the Father, in the name of uh, 
the, the Jesus Christ in the name of the Holy Spirit, in the name of God's power. And it was for a mission. It was for to, to begin the teaching and preaching work. So how a baby is going to be able to comply with that? Doesn't make sense. It's unscriptural. So we have to make sure that we're reasoning from the scripture and what is saying for us and what is considered to be spiritual from God's eyes is correct, but from what the Bible says. So that is the reason why we have to look for ourselves, right? So next week, I will be considering, I will continue with the book of Revelation and, and I will continue in beginning chapter four, which chapter four speaks about the magnificence of Jehovah's celestial throne. So just as Ezekiel and Isaiah, Revelation also give us an insight in related it to material uh, forms that we, as we know them, then we can have understanding of, okay, you know, so this is what it looked like. Because people have searched for things in, in the heaven, but God is the spirit. And so we humans uh, are not able to, to see him. And, and the potential of showing love of showing justice having power because we do have power and also we can reflect God's wisdom as we apply what the Bible says because there is human wisdom and human wisdom is very limited human wisdom is short-sighted but when 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 you apply of God's wisdom you view matters the way that God used them. And you ask him for his Holy Spirit, his power to help you discern matters. To help you discern and understand his purpose. He will give us that Holy Spirit according to James 1, 5. 